see news. We're going to tell you all the new news about films and movies. So, Deadpool 3 is set to be the first R-rated movie in the MCU. So Disney boss Bob Iger said that it would that it would be happy to make a new Deadpool movie as long as we let the audience know what's coming. I'm going to pass it on to Kieran to tell you more. Thank you very, thank you very much, Gary. Yeah, massive, massive news coming out of Disney. Uh, this was actually at the weekend, so it's it's not current news, but it's sort of news that I definitely, we definitely wanted to cover over here on the podcast. Yeah, massive uh, n- news regarding Deadpool. Of course, there was some massive, massive announcements uh, being made for Disney's projects, but no X Men were involved. I think one of the biggest things here is that Kevin Feige, who is the Marvel boss, said that it will be R-rated. Now, the fact that it's R-rated is fantastic because Deadpool is one of these characters that can't be developed. It can't be used without that sort of mature themes, uh, that bloody action inside of his films. It's something completely different for the MCU as well. No film has been yet R-rated and no TV show either has been R-rated. So this is a massive, massive gamble for Marvel. But I think one of the biggest things that is being reported is that they don't want to change the formula. That's really, really positive because if you look at Deadpool in the first two films, which I absolutely love, it's a formula that people get and people understand as well. So it, it comes back to that old saying of why... Why change a winning formula, much like in football? Why change uh, a, a winning team? And I think you've got to look at the success of Deadpool culturally. Ryan Reynolds has been very, very happy to make make this uh, film. Worldwide, this film made $782 million, the first film in 2016. The second film in 2018, 785 So incredible numbers on quite a low budget as well. So it's fantastic news for Marvel, uh, but they have said that it will be uh, filmed in course of 2022 to be released in 2023. So we've, we've got a long time to wait for Deadpool 3, but looking forward to seeing it and happy we've got these news, this news. Moving on to our next story then, No Time to Die could be delayed again to November. No Time to Die is currently on track for UK release on the 2nd of April, but reports suggest that it is set to be delayed once again. Deadline has highlighted comments from a Dutch cinema over the publication BND Stem, which has claimed that it's now aiming for a November release. The industry outlet also reported that promotional partners for the movie have also been separately told that the movie is bound to be moved to the autumn, November 2021 release, which was represent a full two-year delay to the movie's original planned release date. Gary, are you a big Bond fan? How do you feel about yet another film being delayed? Uh, I don't know, because I don't really watch films like you do, but at the end of the day, if a film's got to be delayed, there's got to be a certain reason behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've, we've looked. It's heartbreaking for me because I'm a big fan of James Bond. My favourite film ever is, is, is Casino Royale. And I don't know, I think this film is, is setting up to be possibly one of the best Bond films. And it's been it's now been six years since we've had a Bond movie uh, with 2015 Spectre. And there's been so much. There's been so much reported on this film uh, in terms of the... A theme song in terms of trailers. So 
you know, you, you're going into this film with a possible, uh, you know, real disappointing fans. But, you know, like you said, it's, it's what's going to happen. Films are not the most important thing at the moment. I think we've just got used to delays in terms of movie world. And, and I think that there's going to be some Lord James Bond fans looking forward to seeing uh, the next Bond adventure. Uh, do, we have, do we have any more stories for this week's FRC News, Gary? Uh, yes, we do. So, Lord of the Rings Amazon series plots details revealed. So, the official synopsis for Amazon's The Lord of the Rings TV series has been revealed, giving fans a glimpse of what their next adventure into Middle-earth will be. The plot synopsis was obtained by the One Ring Net and confirmed by IGN. And while it doesn't give a ton of new details, it does mention some of the locations that will be featured in the show, including the Misty Mountains, Linden and Numa. Amazon Studios' forthcoming series brings to screen for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled Second Age of Middle-earth history. The epic drama is set thousands of years before the event of J.R.R. Tolkien, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I'm not the biggest fan of Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. I, I enjoy them. I like them. I think there's some fantastic films in there. But I don't go into this film with much positivity as in this one's going to be great. This one's going to be a smash out of the pot because for me, it isn't. I think that the whole idea of of Lord of the Rings it's been done it's been developed uh, the characters have been portrayed on screen very very well and ultimately you've got to see is this going to be a definite success and I don't think it is I think you've got none of the of the characters we've learnt about in the in the first six six installments I think the the, the time zone and the genre in the story but but we've seen this we've seen this from dc we've seen this from a bunch of other franchises where star wars you know most recently with their sort of solo adventures and stuff like that what they're doing is that they're creating a timeline and they're hinting at certain events and then they think okay if it's successful we'll go along with that it's massive absolutely massive to think that lord of the rings is coming back it's been seven years since we've had a a, a lord of the rings installment but the whole idea of of lord of the rings and the hobbits or coming back and that world being reintroduced is positive but it's not going to have any of the main players it's not going to have that possibly appeal because it's not been adapted from a book I think that this is a cash grab more than anything. And I think mainly it's going to be positive for, for Amazon Studios looking at, you know, their filmography and, and stuff like that, and their original stuff. They've not had a, a lot of smash out the parks yet in their in their list. And I think they're definitely betting on this to be that to be that massive thing. I think they fell down on so many deals over the course of last year with, with the whole pandemic and stuff like that. But it's going to be very, very interesting. I, I want to see a lot more casting. This might continue my anticipation if, if they cast somebody fantastic in, 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 the, in the main roles because I'm going to watch it because it's got one, you know my favourite actors in there. But at the moment, we don't know anything about it. So looking forward to seeing how this story will develop very, very soon. 
Jackson talks Star Wars Return on Disney Plus's Obi Wan Kenobi series. The character of Kawhi Khan Jin could make a special appearance in Disney Plus's Obi Wan Kenobi is now substantially higher. In Star Wars prequels, Kawhi Khan Jin was Obi Wan's mentor and travelled with him in the Phantom Menace to find young Anakin Skywalker on Tatooine. However, he eventually got killed at the end of the movie by Darth Maul on Naboo. Disney has now announced that Ewan McGregor will reunite with another prequel co-star Hayden Christensen for the new Disney Plus series where Obi-Wan and Darth Vader will have a rematch. Disney is apparently past Liam Neeson by completely as he admitted to Collider that he hasn't heard anything about the show. I didn't mind Liam Neeson in The Phantom Menace. I thought he was very well casted. I thought his character was really interesting. It was a nice journey to see him on. I would have liked to see him in, in, in more instalments. Um, of course, it didn't happen. He he sort of had that emotional arc that was needed in, in the prequel films. But I think we've seen over the past couple of months with this type of news is once a project has been announced, once the project's idea has been revealed at either conventions or, or interviews or something like that, Everybody jumps on the bandwagon and says, they're coming back, they're coming back, and they're coming back. I'll, I'll, I've got a few examples of The Mandalorian Season 2, when they were saying about a Jedi, you know, possibly will, you know, come and see, you know, see about uh, Grogu's power. You know, everybody said it was Mace Windu. Let's bring Sam, Sam Jackson back. Don't, don't matter if he's dead, let's bring him back. It's not really how it works. I've got another Spider-Man 3, the MCU Spider-Man 3. They're talking about a multiverse. That, that's becoming clear with every single news we we keep hearing about. But they're saying, yes, let's bring Andrew Garfield back. Tom, um, Tommy Maguire back. Let's bring Doc Ock back. Let's bring in Doctor Strange. So, you know, that's going to make films, and especially big films like that, feel very, very trusted. And I think that's what you're going to bring in here. That it's going to be very interesting to see in the time zone of this why it possibly might not be able to get him uh, in the film. I think that Liam Neeson's a great actor. He's doing some great stuff at the moment. But you've got that idea of Liam Neeson returning to a role and how much actual screen time will he have? A reference to Mandalorian again. When Ahsoka Tano was announced, we didn't think she'd have a lot in the show. She was very, very prominent. And that was a fantastic positive. But you want this character who fans know, fans like, to be put into a show and just take all the attention away from Obi-Wan and Anakin, who are more popular characters. I think there's a place and a, an ability to bring back massive characters if it doesn't hurt the show, if it if it positively positively makes the show better, I'm all for it. Bring it in, put it in. But if it's going to get to the point where it's all about the characters and all about the supporting characters, then that whole idea of of having a show dedicated to a fan favorite, a well developed character, is it going to be needed? Now it's not. 
announced, been officially announced, you know, Liam Neeson's sort of saying, this went over my head, I've uh, not had an idea about it. He could have, he could have knew about it, of course he did, of course he could, but I think because at the moment so many people are hanging on to really good news for film and TV and sort of looking at all the positives you can bring in, I think there has to be that line of realism and, and it possibly won't be happening um, you know, as quickly as you can. But I'm looking forward to Kenobi. There's no doubt about that. And that's not going to change if Liam Neeson does get officially announced. I just think it's a massive, massive waste for him, especially for his character, whilst he could have been used potentially in another one if he wanted to come back or... He could have that idea and that could be coming into you know sort of a, a massive way but listen I, I, I don't want to make against Liam Neeson because I've, I've watched a lot of his films and I've enjoyed a lot of his films as well but I, I, I can't be as positive as you know a lot of people possibly will be and I and that, and that for me is, is just how how my, my my feeling is towards it moving in then to uh, a film that's had some casting be announced as nicole kidman and javier bardem eye to play lucille ball and desi arnest they're in amazon is also producing this a lot of amazon news today and aaron sorkin's being the ricardos tell, tells of about the relationship between the I Love Lucy stars. Having penned the screenplay, Academy Award winning Sorkin would also direct the film from Amazon Studios and Escape Artists. Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem are in negotiations uh, regarding what is going on with the project. I don't know a lot about this source material of this film. I, I, I wish I did know a little bit more, but I think films like that and films where they're possibly going to streaming service I don't think a lot of people look at the story I don't think a lot of people go I know about this, that's what I'm going to watch it, it, it doesn't work not now, not, not with everything that's been going on over the past couple of, you know over the past 12 months it, it, it just isn't happening <laughs> you know, it, it's as easy as that it, it, nobody's ever going to go in and go yes I know the story, they're going to look at the cast and what an incredible cast you know, they've got, um, you know, they've got uh, an incredible actor in Javier Bardem. He will never disappoint in terms of his performances. And you've, you've got a, a, a massive, massive, you know, positive there. Um, you've got the talent of Nicole Kidman who who makes some fantastic films and, and has done over the past couple of years but the main focus for me is Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin is a very very underrated director he's done some incredible films and films that have been nominated and, and, and won awards and you know the awards season has always sort of come up big with his projects and that for me is is where you've got to say yes I'm going to see it. it it's another one of this I think so many people will go into this film and go I cannot wait to go into this to go on to here to see what Aaron Sorkin does with this project and you know a lot of people will will, will be happy to do the um 
you know to look into the into the story but i think ultimately you've got three two incredible actors and a, a director as well who is absolutely fantastic and he's going to be really really positive and the final news story for the FRC News for today. Thank you very much, by the way, for Gary to join us to uh, introduce the show. I'm going to going to get a lot more on for introducing the show. So thank you very much for Gary for joining me. And this is the final story for today, as the Batman spin-off series now has a showrunner after Terrence Winter's exit. The Batman HBO Max spin-off series has a new showrunner after Terrence Winter's exit. Joe Barton, who is the writer and creator of Jiri Hodge, is taking the reins, Deadline Report. Winter, who created Broadwalk Empire and wrote, wrote and produced The Sopranos, reportedly exited the series due to creative differences. The, sp- mm-hmm. the spin-off will be a prequel to Matt Reeves' directed The Batman, which is due for a theatrical release in 2022. While taking place during the second year of the titular vigilante's crime-fighting career, the series will be set a year earlier and will focus on corruption in the Gotham City Police Department. I got told a couple of weeks ago that I don't get excited about stuff anymore. I, I Apparently, I just, yay, yay, that's going to be fun, but I've never, ever shared my excitement over a lot of things this is going to be a uh, exception i cannot wait for anything that is going to be coming from this project this film i watched dc fandom it was the last film it was the last thing that they put on that you know fandom and celebration of dc and all the films and tv shows that have been produced by dc i stayed up to watch it and i the trailer was fantastic the dark ideas matt reeves spoke about it and and that whole idea so positively and knew exactly what he wanted to do with the project and now we're having a tv show my main problem with gotham a lot of people slate gotham and I am in that camp because one of the things it does do, it does do well, is that it says to you, okay, here are the Batman villains. Here is Jim Gordon as you want him. Here he is. Yeah, that's good. Oh, by the way, we're going to put in Batman and, and young Bruce Wayne. Why? I, I just... For a show that heavily relies on villains who make Batman, it has an awful lot of Batman. <laughs> that's just how it is. It, it is. That's how I perceive it. I may be different. I may be somebody that's, you know, not well educated in, in terms of this idea. But it, 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 that's just my opinion of the show. This one's going to take place in the Gotham City Police Department. Possibly Jim Gordon going to be in there. You're going to have people there that you, you can know from the comics or maybe hints from films. So I, I'm not sort of focusing on now they've had a new showrunner. It's going to be sort of interesting to see the whole show in general. But the whole idea of this film is going to be absolutely fantastic. Yet, you know, whenever 
it releases of course it's it's going to there's a long time before this film comes out so many things can change you know it's unpredictable what what's going to happen next in terms of the pandemic and you know the decisions that our government makes but besides from that you're going to see a film that has got so much anticipation and there are absolutely massive massive hopes for this film and it's going to be one of them films where you where you think how can this be disappointing because i don't think it will be i i i honestly think that it will not disappoint anybody because it's got that much anticipation and the fact that they're now having a spin-off tv show i think only way is up and it's fantastic for hbo max but also fantastic for just batman fans like myself so that is it for frc news this week thank you once again to gary for opening the show he does an incredible job on my football podcast that has a completely different channel now so please do go over there check out all of the football content and stuff like that plus check out his own podcast the iron weights podcast that is next still available on spotify so uh, my team has so many podcasts on the on this app so massive massive thanks to anchor for keep you know allowing us to do all of this stuff uh and credit to you guys for keep listening to them make sure you check out all the other frc news as well so you can have a look at more news stories and sharing my opinions plus have a lowdown of everything i think about in terms of films and my watch list i don't know what my next podcast will be about but there'll be something that you love see you in a bit